Right. Yeah. Good. So the long and short of this, uh, essentially what has now turned into a test of me preach, which is great, is that I was going to talk about something else. I was going to talk about something else completely. I'd written it. I stayed up to midnight on Wednesday and I wrote it because I was going to the conference. And then God said to me at the conference, don't do that today. So we're not doing that today. So you'll have to wait for that another time. And we are really going to do kind of what you've just heard. We're going to receive, we're going to live it out, and we're going to pass on the Holy Spirit. We're going to do that in about, well, now it's going to be about 15 minutes. Um, and so I'm going to have to skip a couple of things, but not, not things that you won't live without, like little stories from my life and things. So that's, that's fine. What you really need to know, as we've had a number of people join us, I know that actually you may not have ever heard the biblical foundation for this, the theological foundation for receiving the Holy Spirit and for living that out and then passing that on and what that looks like. And so that's what we're doing today. We're going to teach three quick things. And uh, the Holy Spirit is here among us, and they're all about him. The Holy Spirit is here, and he wants to impact you. He wants you to invite him to fill you, and he will do so if you invite him. You see, the Holy Spirit doesn't force himself on anyone. That would not be loving at all. He waits for, as a number of people mentioned, the thirst to arise. Hands up if you've ever been really thirsty. Ever been really thirsty? Yeah. He waits for that thirst to arise when you go, oh, I really want that. And you, I remember coming to this church and looking at other people who, who were just so content and fulfilled, but then all of a sudden they'd speak in tongues across the room, and then someone else would interpret it. And I thought, wow, what is it they have that I haven't got? And I've been a Christian for seven years at that time. I hadn't even realized that this was available. But I'm telling you today, this is available. And so, one quick question for you. Do you keep your promises? <laughs> well, God does. God keeps his promises. And every time he makes a promise, he keeps it. And he's made loads and loads and loads. You can Google them if you want to. And one of the promises he made was that one day he would send the Holy Spirit to indwell in people, giving them the power to live differently to everyone else. So it would give him glory and give them great joy. That's what we're called to do, to be different, because God lives inside us. And one example of when this was prophesied, when this promise was forecast or foretold, if you like, is in Joel 2, 28 to 29. It says, this is it, the promise of the Spirit reads like this, it will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind and your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions, even on my male and female servants I will pour out my spirit in those days. And you see prophets like Joel, they were once in a generation prophets like Samuel, Elijah, and they tended to be quite lonely figures and God would send his Holy Spirit to indwell them at certain moments in time back then. But this is saying something different. This is saying in the end there's going to be a time when everybody can receive the Holy Spirit. When Jesus has been resurrected from the dead, young men will see visions and all mankind will receive this same spirit. From the youngest here to the oldest. I don't know who is actually youngest. We won't do oldest, don't worry. Um, but youngest could be well, Joshua, probably. From Joshua's age, all the way through Mala and Zawadi and Rose and Alice and Reuben and Jedi, 
Naomi, Hannah, Joshua, so many among us, Amani, from those young ones all the way through to you who are worried that I'm going to say you're the oldest. <laughs> this is available to you, which is why it's significant, Mala. It's significant, Alice. It's significant, Sophie. It's significant you are in the room today to hear about the promise that has been given. Because from the youngest to the oldest, the Spirit is available for everybody. Are you with me so far? Good. That's point number one. The Spirit was promised a long time ago. Point number two is this, that the Holy Spirit transforms people from the inside out. Terry Virgo tells a story about when he was walking along the Brighton promenade, and he saw some old ladies down on the lower promenade preaching the gospel, standing on probably what were actually soapboxes back then, and people were throwing tomatoes at them. They were shouting at them, hailing, heckling them. And he looked down there and he, he saw these women and God spoke to him in a moment and said, do you know what, Terry? In the Bible times, I asked young men to go and do that, not elderly women. And in that moment, his spirit was moved and he knew his friend who was with him. He had to speak to him about it, but he couldn't bring himself to do it. And he cried out to God and said, I can't live like this. So he went to dinner with a friend who he knew was different. He knew this friend had got something he hadn't. It was the Holy Spirit. And he said, tell me, Derek, what is it with you? And they went to church together. Derek said, I'll show you. And they were in the room and they laid hands on him and he received the Holy Spirit, a life-changing moment for Terry Virgo that day. Now, Jesus promised this as well. And Jesus was pretty impressive. Hands up if you think Jesus was quite impressive. Yes. Well, his disciples were pretty unimpressive. I think you'll probably agree. They weren't very smart. They weren't uh, very good. They argued a lot, as we've heard. And when Jesus got arrested before his crucifixion, they scattered. They ran away. And they denied Jesus. And they fled from him. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I do get scared. Sometimes I get uh, uh, fearful of talking to people about Jesus. It does happen, honest. And sometimes I'll dodge the question, but when I've asked God to fill me with the Spirit, as Richie said, at the start of the day, suddenly the opportunities come. And even when I don't want to, <laughs> I'm able to share the Spirit. And uh, I'll be honest, I've also tried that, Richie. I've said to someone, who, when I've been late for something, I said, can I tell you about my personal Lord and Saviour? Kind of hoping they'd say, no, 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 and I could go. But at the same time, I, I've soaked, I sought forgiveness for that, and I, I am forgiven, so that's good. But... That's the thing about being filled with the Spirit. When you're filled with the Spirit, everyone's a witness. And that's what we've been talking about all term. Everyone's a witness. You're suddenly bold and you're able to be a witness to those around you. And so Jesus, he was crucified, he died, he rose three days later. And then weeks after his resurrection and ascension to heaven, the disciples were able to preach because of that moment at Pentecost where the Spirit was poured out. And 3,000 people heard and joined their church. So those very unimpressive guys suddenly became able to do it. And that's because the Holy Spirit is a spirit of power. Say power. 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 That's right. It says, Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You see, the Holy Spirit transforms people. When I was a kid, I loved the show Transformers because suddenly a little car could become a massive robot that took things down like buildings. And it's the same but not the same because the Holy Spirit transforms you 
and enables you to do things you never thought you would do. And even recently, we've experienced this. Uh, praise God, in our week of prayer, Lewis, uh, a number of others, were at time in God's presence. And I just put my hand on Lewis's head at the prayer meeting and prayed that he would receive the gift of tongues. And he started speaking in tongues for the first time. This power is real and alive and within us today, and it transforms people from the inside out. How could someone begin to speak in a language they've never learned? Only by the power of the Spirit. So that's number two. It transforms people from the inside out. And the last point, and if you're up for it, you can ask God today to to do this, uh, to baptize you and fill you to be a witness. The last point is this. The Holy Spirit is for people like us, and we can receive him. And we're going to we're going to just look briefly at someone who, was, who experienced Jesus' ministry but still uh, received the Holy Spirit after they were saved. So it was a, a gap of time between putting their faith in Jesus and getting filled with the Spirit. And that's exactly what happened to me. And so you've heard Acts number 2 before from Pentecost, but now we're going to look elsewhere. And so Acts 8, 12 to 17, Philip the Evangelist, it says this, But when they believed Philip, as he preached good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Now, when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. See, that was like me when I was a teenager. Then, when I was 23 and turned up at King's Church, they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And we're going to do a bit of this shortly. And so these people in this passage, they'd received the gospel through the preaching of Philip, responded to the gospel, been baptized in water, so they were definitely Christians. And then there's this delay before the apostles travel down and lay hands on them and they receive the Holy Spirit at a separate time. You see, the Holy Spirit is for for us, and it actually doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. If you've never been baptized in the Spirit, you can be today. You can receive from Him. You see, He was promised long ago by God, the Father, who keeps His promise. He was talked about by Jesus, who uh, foretold that He would come once He was glorified, and He's now for us today. And so we're going to spend a little bit of time receiving from Him. And I don't know, Hannah, if you want to play or you want us to put some music on, what would you prefer? Put some music on. Okay, we'll do that in a moment. But one last thing from John 7, 37 to 39. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet... The Spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. You see, in that moment, if you'd run up to Jesus and said, fill me with your Spirit, he would have said, no, not yet. I've not yet been glorified. Wait. But it was at Pentecost they received the Spirit. And that's what was being told. And we can have that uh, river of living water flowing from our heart every day if we come to him for a drink. And the key thing, as we've kind of alluded to already, says, anyone who is thirsty. It doesn't say anyone who is holy. It doesn't say anyone who's a very special Christian. Anyone who's been at church eight Sundays in a row. It doesn't say that. It says, 
come if you're thirsty. And so you don't say, I don't know if I'm ready. Don't, don't come to that point where you disqualify yourself because you're not sure if you're ready. Because Peter wasn't ready. He just denied Christ recently. A lot of people get into that trap. They think, I don't know if I'm worthy for this or not. Well, you are. If your faith is in Christ, if you're born again, if you believe in him, you are worthy. It's the thirst that is important. And if you are one sat there and you've been here for a long time, or you've been around church for a long time, this is your opportunity to do some impartation. This is your opportunity to look around the room and ask the Holy Spirit, who do you want me to go and lay hands on and impart? And laying hands is a significant element of this, a significant part, and I would encourage you to go and lay hands on. There is a biblical mandate to do that. We see it in the New Testament. I don't have time to say much more about that right now. And so for those who haven't ever received the Spirit before, we would love to pray for you this morning. And um, as well as I know we have a lot of children with us, it is fantastic to be a church as a family. We're going to model this. And so parents, carers, if you've got children with you, tell them what is happening. Invite them to come and lay hands with you wherever you go and lay hands on your children. And uh, if your children aren't in the room right now, please go and get them. <laughs> please bring them back in. And, and what we're going to do, actually, we're, we're trying to be somewhat intelligent about this because we know, I know, if you're a parent, you're thinking, where are my children all the time? And you think you can't close your eyes for a minute, otherwise they're going to be out that door and stealing someone's car. Or that, that's not going to happen today because we're actually going to close the doors. And Stuart is a good guardian. He's going to be a guardian of the doors. So parents too, tell your children what's going on. Invite them to receive the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and we actually did this last week with a young person who wasn't part of our biological family. We just said, hey, would you like to experience God's love for yourself? And she said, yes. And we prayed for her. And so um, we're going to take a little bit of, of time to do this. And we're going to do it in, uh, in smaller groups because actually sometimes that's, uh, that's helpful. But if you, if you have not received the Holy Spirit before or it's been a long, long time, just come and stand out here. Come out now and stand here. And you can be a little, per a little young person or you can be an adult. It doesn't matter. But if you've never had anyone lay a hand on you and say, come Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Then you can come. That'd be great. And maybe Christian will just have a little bit of background music. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray, and then we're going to do that, okay? Yeah? Let's pray together. Let's pray and invite the Spirit to come. Come. Holy Spirit, we come before you now. We say, Lord Jesus, you said a river of living water will flow from us if we come to you thirsty. And I just declare that we are thirsty. We are a church family who is thirsty to see you received by those who haven't received you before. We're thirsty to see you working in our lives. We want to see more and more witnessing achieved by the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to see this gift, this wonderful promise of the Father actively handed on to the next generation and the generation after that. And we do come before you now and ask, as we pray in these moments, for these next few minutes, and lay hands on one another, would freedom come in this place? Freedom, because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. Come.